Hello, everybody. This is Nikki from Motherhood Unfiltered is going to be okay. And today's guest is Lisa Yara. She's a menstrual health specialist and soul-based coach supporting women. And I'm so excited to have her on today. Um, she is using a, a non-medical holistic approach for women to get back in touch with their own bodies and paying attention using the uh, moon and to you know keep track of our cycles that way we are prepared uh, whenever it's that time in a month so uh, before we get started I do want to remind everyone to if you're watching this on YouTube to uh, give us a thumbs up a comment and subscribe if you haven't if you've already subscribed thank you very much and please share this with someone you think you know could use this information also if you're listening on a podcast please go to um, apple and uh, apple podcast and rate and review us there um if when you, anytime you um, rate the podcast, it just lets us know how good we're doing and if how we can do better. So I would really appreciate that. So um, I'm so excited to talk to Lisa. She's such um, has a wonderful smile and so caring. And so here she is. Hi, Lisa. Hi, Nikki. Thank you for having me here. So, Lisa, tell us, first of all, tell us where you're from and then tell us how you got started um, as a menstrual health specialist. I'm really curious about how this, you know, got going for you. Uh, yeah, I am uh, living and from Germany in the west of Germany in a small town. Um, and yeah, it actually all, well, it probably started very early, but, uh, like the real start was, was 2017 when I had a major mental health crisis, uh, mm. crisis and even went into a clinic because I couldn't just couldn't go on with life as it was anymore. Like I struggled with anorexia and OCD and life was just day after day, a complete struggle and it didn't make any sense to me that this would be going on for another 40 years or so so I yeah. said no something needs to change now <laughs> and <laughs> yeah and and it was in that clinic that I kind of found my calling because mm -hmm. suddenly all the pressure was lifted off like I didn't have to cook I didn't have to buy groceries I didn't have to care about any of that <laughs> I could yeah. just concentrate on myself I could learn how to process my emotions because mm -hmm. ultimately both anorexia and OCD and I believe a lot of other mental conditions help us keep the emotions down mm. because yes. they don't feel safe in the body and or they mm -hmm. are not welcome and, and they hurt. <laughs> oh, yeah. And so basically in that time, I learned how to get back in touch with it. And, and amidst all of that, which was a journey in and of itself, I also found that uh, it was so joyful for me to just talk to the other patients in the clinic mm -hmm. in the afternoon. So you would always find me with someone or someone else. And 
just having lots of conversations, even holding them through their own stuff. And in the end, they all called me a co-therapist <laughs> because <laughs> I don't know why. I mean, I wasn't trained in that at all, but something in my presence must have made them right. feel assured and yeah. Well, you're, e you're, yeah, you're easy to talk to. I can totally see why um, people would want to open up to you and have you listen to their woes and, and boohoos, you know, and <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so, so uh, yeah. And so, and that was about the time where I discovered a book called God is Wisdom uh, by Tanishka, the moon woman. And she spoke about the cycles and how our menstrual cycle and everything that it encompasses is so overlooked and underrated in our society and yes. the moment i read that I, I i knew that was the truth i could feel it in my bones right and so i began to get into all these these aspects of following the moon cycle and then becoming more curious about my own body and what it was doing because right. with anorexia and i mean I, I i think many especially women or people socialized as women can relate that our body image gets so distorted by everything that we see out there and what we should or shouldn't look like and all the treatments we should have. Right. Um, yeah. So um, to me, coming back to my body and discovering my own cycles was like the game changer and ultimately helped me make peace with my body and befriend mm -hmm. my body and start a relationship with my body mm -hmm. and see its wisdom. Right. And, yeah, and not just my body, because our menstrual health touches actually all aspects of our life. So the physical, the emotional, the mental, and the spiritual. And so uh, the, the conclusion was I uh, <laughs> wanted to let other women and menstruators know about this beautiful cycle that we all have that is a gift, but we haven't learned. That yeah, I love that. I really love that. I, I wish... Um, it, it just sounds so, when you, I hear you say it, it sounds like something as, as from the beginning of time, you know, and we, why haven't we figured this out before now, you know? And so I really love that you have discovered that and from, you know, reading that book. And my question is, so what was the, so when you started following, um, your cycles and paying attention to them and figuring out, you know, when something was going to happen, what was the first thing that you were like, Oh my Lord, I wish I had done this a long time ago. You know, um, I'm thinking like maybe, um, were you calmer? Did your family like say, yay, Lisa, you know, so, yes. so what was so like in, what the very first, you know, thing that you realized was such a positive thing? Definitely the overall sense of ease and compassion for myself and for my body. I think like that yeah. was what I uh, referred to as the game changer is like, oh, my body is moving in cycles. And yes, now I am in my premenstrual phase and I feel totally bloated and like yeah. 100 kilos <laughs> more than normal. <laughs> but I know that next week I will feel completely my old self again. And yeah. it, it's going to be okay. 
That's why I love the name of your podcast so much. I know. It's my personal mantra. It's okay. Yeah, I know. I mean, yeah, you might feel like you're going through a storm at the moment, but trust me, it's you're not going to stay there forever. You're going to come out of it. And I could just imagine like in my life, me being in my premenstrual cycle, wearing a sign that says beware, you know, for the next <laughs> 72 hours or however long it is, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, I'm sure my family probably would have appreciated that warning, you know, because sometimes you don't pay attention to it and you're just going along with your life. And then all of a sudden you're like, you know, irritable and grouchy and, mm -hmm. you know, all the bad things are happening. So when you're in that uh, premenstrual cycle is there something that they can that you can do to help with those symptoms uh, yeah definitely so what we have to understand about this premenstrual phase it's actually a very potent and powerful one because what's coming up is we realize what our truth is like what we are here for and what we are up for mm -hmm. and what we don't want to tolerate Unfortunately, mm -hmm. it all often comes in the form of like self-criticism or when it comes up, we begin to criticize ourselves for this mm -hmm. coming up. But if, if we like what I like to do um, when there is this big storm of emotions and thoughts coming, I just let it flow onto paper. I just write as furiously or as sadly or as whatever emotions I'm yeah. feeling as it needs to be. And, right. and at some point I see in all of this mix and mess, oh, uh -huh. wow, wait, that's the one thing that, like, the lesson I can take from this, yeah. in this cycle, that's what I need to change in my life. Oh, wow. I, I really and, like that. Yeah. Get all yeah, that nonsense like, out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, like, I mean, sometimes for some people, it might be better to go for a run or for a fast walk or mm -hmm. punch your pillow or whatever to just mm -hmm. get uh, get it out. But being with that emotion and allowing it to be what it is, mm -hmm. is so helpful. It's yeah. not easy because in the society, we haven't really learned how to uh, go about difficult emotions. No, no, we haven't. And I think um, learning to deal with those, like you said, when you were in the clinic, the having to work through those and process those, it feels like today people are just keeping it bottled in and then one day they're exploding and bad things are happening. So yeah. I really think that um, as much as, you know, people talk about, you know, we need better mental health and everything. I mean, we need to do something about it, you know, so, um, so what? Yes. And actually, uh, if I may uh, add that in, we, it, it's not like, as you say, it's not just mental. It's also not just emotional. It's, it's again on all levels, like the trauma that we carry is carried in our bodies. So we need yeah. to address our bodies and our bodies is made of different systems, like the nervous system, like yeah. the lymphatic system. Right. And we need to really stimulate that and get that out and mm -hmm. address the emotions and mm -hmm. address the thought patterns that run the show very often. Right. 
Right. And also we need to feel connected, like spiritually, whatever way or whatever flavor is yours. Yeah. But like finding this connection to the greater whole. Right. Well, that just leads me to my, the next question is how does a spirituality and feminism, you know, go together? I mean, how, how can we navigate those two different aspects? Yeah, for me, I, if I, because I identify as a feminist, but I always have to say for me, feminism means I want to create a world where every person, every being is allowed to express themselves mm -hmm. freely yeah. as they are. Right. And that's like the baseline. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and I know that feminism has a very bad reputation. <laughs> I often like to <laughs> yeah. compare it to like the witch hunts. Feminists are the modern witches. Those yeah. that have a different opinion, those that are the wise women that know about herbs and all of that. Mm -hmm. and, and, and they dare to question the systems mm -hmm. we live in. And so mm -hmm. they need to get burned by the system. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but actually, we are the ones that, that, that try to promote the truth, the, like this right. ultimate truth, that, that we are all the same. Like, right. yes, we, it, it may have a different expression in you and in me, but like the base, the basis is the same. I love that, Lisa. I mean, that growing up, that was the world that I lived in was, yes, we are all different. We all have different beliefs, but we were always allowed to express those beliefs and either debate or don't debate, agree to disagree. And it just seems like if you today and you're not even allowed to disagree, you know, even <laughs> if they find out that for some reason you don't agree with their belief, you know, you are the bad person. And I, I just love that you said that, that no matter how different we are, you know, we still have that same baseline, you know, that we stand on and then we can go forward from there. So um, yeah. And I want to add that, like, uh, yes, I completely agree with that. And I mean, it's a natural reaction that something mm -hmm. that's foreign and unknown is mm -hmm. potentially dangerous. And so our nervous system and our brain will go, we don't want that it's different. So it might be dangerous. So we try to reject it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's why we need this other part in us that can think logically and not go down that rabbit hole immediately, but be more open and curious. And go I like, know. oh, interesting. You're thinking that. Tell me, tell me more. Tell me why. I want to yeah. like genuinely understand your viewpoint, not because right. I want to accept it right away, but right. just to explore. Exactly. Exactly. That is exactly because. Uh, I mean, I'm a person, I like to ask questions and sometimes someone will say something and I'm like, wait a minute here. What did you mm -hmm. say? Tell me all about this. I want to know what's going on in your head, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. and then you can, you know, have a positive discussion about it. Um, so how, how would this affect women who are, you know, maybe in a minority group, you know, how could this help them? 
you know, or someone who doesn't get regular, you know, um, health care or, you know, I'm just trying to think of different groups, you know, how would this help them be able to, you know, pay attention to their cycles and, you know, kind of be prepared for, you know, something that's happening in their life? Yeah, so like, uh, what we see in, in society at large is that because a cycle has like the archetypal cycle has four phases. Mm -hmm. uh, if if you can imagine like the four seasons, it's very similar. We have this this wintertime menstruation where we usually retreat back from the world where we need mm -hmm. more rest. Then there is the spring opening up, getting new ideas, having mm -hmm. more energy blooming into summer where we celebrate mm -hmm. and really see like to communicate often like be out and about with friends mm -hmm. right then we go into autumn where we start discerning and harvesting but also discerning okay from whatever has grown uh, what would I like to keep and what would I like to let go of for this next cycle and then turning back into winter and in our society, it seems like we're always on this drive to have spring, summer, spring, summer, spring, summer. <laughs> but if you look at nature, it doesn't work. The cycle is only no. regenerative if you go all the way and respect every of the four phases. Equally. Yeah. And that's why when in, in the society where we like suppress the autumn and the winter, we also yeah. suppress things like crises. <laughs> emotional crisis <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, and all the dark stuff grief i mean mm -hmm. yes when someone has died you you kind of understand that a person is sad for one or two days but then please be your normal self again it seems like that's like the expectation which <laughs> is not normal no i mean you know when you're reading about history they would go have mourning periods for months, even years, you know, and now, yeah. you know, they only let you have, you know, two or three days off and you're expected to go back to work and act like nothing happened, you know, I mean. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. And like, but grief is a necessary process of letting go. That's what the trees do when they let their leaves fall. It's yeah, basically yeah. grieving. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, and as I said, that this is needed to have a full regeneration because if you haven't let go of the waste of the old, then you cannot be open, like fully mm -hmm. open for something mm -hmm. new to arise. Right. And like that's one thing women can learn or menstruators can learn when they respect or pay attention to their cycle. But it's also like on a personal level, like menstruation, this time where I said you, you usually retreat back or you are more inward, don't want to be outside so much. Um, there is a lot of wisdom to be gained there and we get this really deep sense of who we are mm -hmm. on a deep, deep level. And um, that's why sometimes, for example, I when I get out of that menstrual phase, I still feel a little fragile when I go back into the world. Mm -hmm. And just knowing about that and telling myself, oh, yeah, yeah, it's okay that I feel a little overwhelmed with what's happening right now. Mm -hmm. Right. It, it, it makes it's just this mini shift in perspective. We can't can't change the things that are happening, obviously, but we can be more compassionate with ourselves. Yes. Yes. And support we ourselves. do need to give ourselves some grace and be more compassionate and to say, yes, it's okay to feel this. 
you know, and recognize it. I, I think we would be much better for it if we did. Um, so what's the most powerful question to navigate, you know, life true to you? You know, what is that question? Because I'm curious, yeah. what's that question, Lisa? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's the coaching question that we in soul-based coaching start every session with. And that is, what would I like to have happen? Or in that case, what would you like to have happen? Oh, okay. Because, you know, like when I was there in this state with all the obsessions, like everything with the OCD becoming yeah. like mandatory, having to pay attention to so many rules, I felt utterly powerless. Oh. And I know that even though many people don't have OCD, they know this feeling of powerlessness. Yes. And I think yes. it's the worst feeling a human being can feel. Yes. When you don't know what to do and you don't see any means of action. And so shifting your focus back to a, okay, I cannot change the circumstances A, B, C, D. But when I have this frame like this, this, yeah, frame within that, what would I like ha to have happen? Mm -hmm. And then we can start finding the little bit of leeway that we actually have. Mm. And that brings yeah. us back into self-agency and back into a feeling of, okay, I do have some power after all. Right, right. And that's why I say when we pay attention to our menstrual cycle, we get to know ourselves and our truth better. And then we know, okay, I'm not up for this. I won't put up with that any longer <laughs> because yeah. I want this other thing. Yeah. <laughs> and I think like, like in the society, we, we often don't allow ourselves to to want what we want right so when you ask yourself that question don't put it off immediately as a yeah i want that but i can't have it that's a story that, that might be a story that you tell yourself yeah it might be that you really can't have that but like if you don't allow yourself to speak it out you you cannot find the thing that you want that is accessible for you right right that is such an amazing concept. I I don't know how many times someone has asked me, well, what can I, you know, what would you like to happen? I'm like, uh, <laughs> mm -hmm. there's so much happening. I don't know what to start with, you know. And so then you have to go into, okay, well, what's happening, you know, and what is the thing that you can, you know, start working on? what is the most important thing that you want to start working on now? It just breaking it down to the itty tiny, you know, itty bitty steps, you know, being minute to the details so that you can come up with, you know, a plan, mm -hmm. you know, to do that, but feeling powerless. And sometimes, you know, you don't even need this plan because a plan is something our mind craves in order to feel control right yeah but like in in soul based coaching we we work a lot with metaphors with this these inner pictures that uh -huh. that, that we want like i feel maybe I'm, I'm making this up now yeah but but i feel my heart is behind a wall so i can't connect and have the relationships i want to okay what would i like to have happen i want my heart to burst this wall away <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. attract the people that I really resonate with. And then right. we would explore that further. Yeah. And then 
And then one week later, you ask that person and suddenly things are starting to shift on their own <laughs> without them even having like made a conscious plan. But right. inside, they have already prepared themselves and Aww, opened themselves like up, that. you know. <laughs> That's so, why I say it's sometimes magic. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, all about women's magic anyway, so. <laughs> yes. Yes, and look at look at our bodies. We can create a human being from nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I know we just need one little you know contribution from the male yeah. species. <laughs> but yeah, we also need our eggs, but the, basically we we create a whole yeah, human I know. being out of these two things. <laughs> I know. I I mean, I love being pregnant. I I don't miss it and that actually being pregnant is like the easiest part raising the kids mm -hmm. is the hardest part <laughs> mm -hmm. you know so um yeah especially so, in, a, in a society that expects mothers to be some certain way and that yeah. is like a whole other topic the expectations it, today's mothers have and place on themselves as well right i definitely feel like um and i don't know if i kind of feel like maybe we've done this to ourselves you know added so much pressure but you know like we're supposed to be the perfect mom um perfect wife or partner and then the perfect career person and at some point something's got to give you know you can't do everything you know yeah. um if there's someone out there that can do everything and keep their crap together please let Lisa and I know because I'm really curious about it, but I can't. I mean, if I when I was the boys were home and I was working, I felt like I was a monster. I couldn't concentrate. I couldn't figure, you know, get everything done. And yeah, I feel like sometimes maybe um, we just have so much on our plate, trying to be this or that. You know, expectations or what we think is expected of us, but we yeah, definitely and we don't dare ask for support. Yeah. Because like in, in the society, it seems like support is something, a sign of weakness almost. <laughs> I know. But, but you know, there were, there was a time when we lived in communities where there would be like a red tent. I don't know if you know about that red tent practice, but like there would be a red tent in the middle yes. or like wherever in the village Yes. where the women would go when they menstruated and then somebody yes. else would take care of their kids yes. because they would do the same in turn for the other person. And so yes. like, I, I love this idea of like even women who maybe didn't want to have children, they could right. be a part-time mother just by mothering the children while the yes. others were in the tent and everybody as they wanted. About that. We, I, I know you mentioned that in our, in our prep meeting, but I mean, how cool is that where you're feeling like, you know, not your best so you can go to the tent and um, kind of just, you know, let someone else deal with the problems, you know, in your life or your family or whatever the situation is. And you've got other women there who are going through the same thing, being supportive. Yeah, and what I find even more important is that the, the girls would go there when they started their first bleed, when they came into womanhood. And so 
a young woman would already get to know the troubles that can happen in marriage or in mm -hmm. childbirth or being a mother, what it feels like. Mm -hmm. And and so there, there was much more connection. And I feel like uh, today we are very isolated. Yes. Because we are very isolated, our minds start racing and putting even more expectations on ourselves. Yes. And so we feel like, oh my God, we're the only one. We can't tell anybody because everybody would think we're crazy. And then when you've got a woman's circle and one woman opens up and you have gone, oh my God, I thought I was the only one. And you hear that from everyone. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> so it's so good when women come together to talk about these things and yes. openly about all these taboo topics that we are not allowed to talk about. Yeah, I, I mean, I definitely love that. I feel like as I've gotten older, I've talked more about it because I've entered another stage of my life. So um, where I'm not so feel like I'm restrictive about talking about some of these things, but how, how would you um, help someone who had to have like a hysterectomy where they had a, a partial where like their uterus was removed? Because I know that they're still going through some sort of a cycle, you know, there's still that time that their body is just, you know, going through them. I don't know if it's going through the motions or, or what, I mean, how, I mean, is that the same thing? Would you just use the same concept with them? If That depends on whether or not they still have their uh, ovaries because the ovaries produce the hormones. Okay, and, yeah. Um, so I, I'd always, yeah, well, so if you have an, I always say if you have a natural menstrual cycle, which means mm -hmm. you don't take hormonal birth control, you are not pregnant, you don't breastfeed. That's a natural mm -hmm. cycle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In those cases, you track according to your cycle. Like menstruation day one would be cycle day one. Right. And then you go until next menstruation. Right. And in all other cases, I go along uh, with the moon. Like yeah. a woman would in menopause, dark moon the moment where the moon is not visible at all in the sky is day one. Oh my god that's what it feels like <laughs> i because i started going through that a few years ago and i at least it's not the nicest thing to do <laughs> but so they could so if they still have their ovaries then they could still track um their cycle. I'm not so sure how you would track your cycle because I don't know how you would know when menstruation is because you can't really menstruate. So I would probably uh, still go with the moon cycle. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. But uh, like that, that's always, I mean, women who don't have a uterus, mm -hmm. uh, they, they can always just refer to the moon cycle. Right. So it's right in menopause. Yeah. <laughs> exactly it starts on the dark moon and then right. i mean you would track your energy every day and then you would still find the phases where you have more energy and the phases where you have less energy and i always say take your personal cycle as the baseline yeah. your experience i mean just because i explained this archetypal cycle where like ovulation is this time uh, similar uh -huh. to full moon where you are like in full bloom and yeah. uh, want to go outside for some women that's an extremely challenging time and they need to retreat back from the world yeah and yeah. that's okay too so your cycle is always right 
<laughs> yeah. You know, and then I might tell uh, my husband that. My cycle's always right, like, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, it, it can totally help in family life as well to just mm. be aware, hey, around day 20 or whatever, this critic will come up and mm. I might have some arguments. Or like yeah. a certain kind of belief always comes around this certain right. time of the month, right? Right. And right. we we don't, don't have to forget, like, there are other cycles at play at the same time. There is, of course, like, the day also has a cycle. Uh -huh. The moon has her cycle. And the moon is moving through the different zodiac signs right. all the time. And so there are subtle influences too. If you're, a, for example, a highly sensitive person, you might um, uh, feel these influences uh, because every sun sign, every zodiac sign has a certain theme. And then uh -huh. at that time, something of that theme shows up in your life. That's very oh, possible. Wow. That and is like magic. <laughs> it is it is and then you've got like the the bigger cycles of the seasons you're in i mean mm. your menstruation might feel different in winter uh, compared to your menstruations in summer oh wow yeah that's and true. you have the cycles of life right mm -hmm. you have got the transitions into womanhood with mm -hmm. menarche with the first bleed then you've mm -hmm. got the transition into motherhood and then you've got the transition into cronehood, like be, becoming mm -hmm. the wise woman when you start uh, stop bleeding. Mm -hmm. And so like we are always in different cycles at the same time. But I believe these bigger cycles only are a flavor to your personal cycle. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I, I do agree with that. So Lisa, um, so how can people um, reach out to you? I know I went to your website. I really loved it. Um, and I know that you have a a newsletter, right? That they can sign up for. <laughs> exactly, because I at the time I thought, how great would it be to have these reminders of now we are entering this phase and uh -huh. this might happen, and you can do this to support yourself. So yeah. I created this myself, and I write <laughs> a weekly-ish newsletter. I yeah. do it according to the moon rhythm because obviously I can't send personal menstrual yeah. rhythm <laughs> emails out all the time. <laughs> but just to remind us, now we are collectively moving into this phase and this might come up. And if you like, you can support yourself like this. But I also share like personal reflections, insights uh -huh. I've gained in my own uh -huh. life, how I support myself which might help yeah. somebody else to support themselves. Right, right. I love that. So you. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. So let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so that it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Again, it's A-N-C-H-O-R.fm to get started.
go to lisayara.com and uh, sign up for your soul mail sign up, you know. <laughs> and Lisa, before we end our conversation, do you have any last thoughts you'd like to share to um, the women out there who, you know, we all experience this, you know, cycle and what are your thoughts, your last thoughts? That it's the best thing that you can do. And I don't like, I don't often give advice, but it's really becoming a friend to your own body because your body will be, be with you until the end. Yeah. And it is a supporter. It is an ally. It ultimately just tries to support you. And the more you understand about it, the more you can live in tune with it, the more uh -huh. ease you will experience in life. Wow. That's beautiful. I really like that. So thank you, Lisa, for joining us. I know that the, there's a big time difference with, you know, because you're on the other side of the world. But... <laughs> But we did find out that she's had rain and we've had rain. So <laughs> hmm. <laughs> who knew? It must be some sort of a cycle. <laughs> Definitely. Lisa, thank you so much for being on the podcast. And I hope that we can get together again in the future. I would love to. Thank you for having me. <laughs> This is Nikki from Motherhood Unfiltered. It's going to be okay. I would like to tell you about my course, Get Out of the Funk. Have you ever been in a funk where you struggle to get up each day? You're going through the motions or you can't even get dressed? I have suffered from depression and anxiety for years. In 2020, I was at a low point. I couldn't continue on the way I was. I made a decision to do the work and intentionally focus on things to make me a better version of myself. This is why I created my course, Get Out of the Funk. Now, I want to help others who are in the same place as I was in 2020. If you have been struggling, I want to help you become a better version of yourself. Do you need a change? I know I needed one. Go to www.nikkiasherbowling to sign up for Get Out of the Bunk course today.